Welcome to Lucky Boys Podcast. I'm Will. I'm Norm. And today we have our special good friend, actress, singer, theater, theater. lady. <laughs> <laughs> wow. May, what an introduction. Despian as well. Yeah. May mm-hmm. Yoshioka. Hi. Thank you for having me. What is up? What's up? It's been so long. We've missed you. I know. I missed you guys. It's been like a solid what almost a year yeah since we did the last feature film yeah so yeah that's it's been right? almost a year because uh, we filmed almost a, a year end of august early september something like that jeez that's crazy that's weird and then, it, and then the world ended what's it like right now with uh because you you were obviously one of the first ones impacted because you work in the service industry yeah uh i work at liberna den and uh, towards like the end of February, I think we all noticed collectively that we just weren't getting as many people. So many of our customers are international and we just, the business was bad. And then towards the beginning of March, we were just like, okay, like something's up, something's up. Like dum, dum, dum. we actually had two big meetings about it and the chef was like, you know, you guys like we might close down. I don't know yet. Like, you know, temporarily at least. And then we had the second big meeting and then he was like, I just decided like this morning, like I changed my mind, we're going to close. And we're actually one of the first restaurants to close because of Corona. Oh, wow. So do you think, yeah, everything happened really fast. Do you think uh, the chef had an idea? I mean, maybe to his circle is like, what's going on in Asia? Like what's, what's happening? Probably. I think it was weird that he had changed his mind. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, he was so set on continuing, um, everything like during the morning and then suddenly throughout the day like he must have gotten like some sort of information oh so this was within the same day within the same day he like changed his mind was like okay we are going to close and so i mean everybody had to but Mm. we were one of the first ones to do it Mm. this this was during the um i guess the actual lockdown news this was this this came before that right right before it yeah yeah so i actually like I was kind of freaked out because I was like, what am I going to do without a job, you know? Right. And uh, I went to the grocery store and there was like crazy, like mile long line out the door. And it was just, uh, you know, key foods. You had never seen yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that when they were like on the line, stacks of toilet paper. Yeah. People coming out with stacks of toilet paper. And I was like, oh, damn. Maybe, I'm not going to that go that crazy. I already stocked up, so I'm I'm good for now. And now looking back in hindsight, of course, you have like hindsight bias. But like those people were so <laughs> crazy. Come like, on. No, I already knew. But the thing is, like nobody knew. Like nobody knew how bad it was going to get. And it actually did get pretty bad. Like luckily, mm-hmm. I yeah. like as soon as my restaurant closed, I ran away to Massachusetts and was like with my family for a month and a half. And yeah. And what was the vibe there? Was it very similar? I mean, because New York City, it's... I was a shut-in. Like, I honestly don't really know. I don't think mm-hmm. it was... Like, at the supermarkets, as, was it really yeah. competitive or... I think it was really intense. Like, you had to walk in a certain way. Like, everybody... This was, like, in the thick of it when everybody was, like, really, really, like, freaked out. Super intense. Mm-hmm. And I honestly didn't leave the house for a month and a half. Like, I literally did not. That must be torture living with your family. Yeah. I mean, personally, me, like, I can't... I can't stay with my... Uh, I mean, I love my mom and dad... I love it, mine too. Like yeah, I didn't mean to be like, yeah, my I family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, having to live with them uh, under their roof and I their was, set of rules. I literally reverted into my teenage self. Like it was atrocious. Um, I would be talking to my boyfriend at midnight. My mom would come in and be like, you're talking a little loud. <laughs> I would be like, I'm not used to this. And I wasn't allowed to use the kitchen after a certain time. And like, I couldn't like, there were all these like minuscule rules where I was just like, it's not that bad in the grand scheme of things, but also this is driving me insane. It, it, it wasn't conducive to your insomniac lifestyle. Right. Considering I usually go to bed at 4 a.m. And like, <laughs> as you guys know. Was that was that how you were like when you were in high school? Or, um, or yeah. younger? Yeah. Yeah. I think I've always been like that, weirdly. And then, honestly, when everything was like shut down, I would... S- 
sleep until like 4 p.m. And then my dad would make this amazing dinner. I'd wake up for the dinner. Mm. And then like... <laughs> what a life. Yeah. Wake up, literally, like he's such a good cook. Oh my God. Like the things he makes. My mom too, but like and your dad's he went Japanese. all out during quarantine. Your dad's yeah. Japanese. And, yeah, your, yeah. and your mom is... Uh, Irish, American, like British. Mm. Mm, she's Asian like, guys listening. Hey. Mm, there's yeah there's hope yeah <laughs> get so, it you know they say because usually I've seen that a lot, dad, honestly right? yeah like, me too yeah. me too what where the male is asian and the female yeah is white i've seen it a lot more often and i'm just like speaking to my heart it's like, like <laughs> i'm a product of you so <laughs> like exactly. thank you so much yeah it's changing because you know everyone would say every time it's a mixed kid they go ah I bet your I bet your dad is white. I know, I know, and yeah. that's yeah. It's it's pretty rare, especially in their generation. Like my mom, right. like right. yeah. I think my mom's parents weren't really about it either. Like they were just mm. like, oh, "You're doing this just to spite us," like yada yada. So, mm. what, what was that like growing up? Have did you have like a in a di- any identity crisis growing up? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I think. like almost all Asian Americans who I've met like kind of have that because Mm -hmm. like like what bigger culture shock is there than like Asian culture to American culture like even like the mask wearing thing like that's just a given that we have because we just like not to be whatever but you think about like the greater good and like you think about like how what you're doing is affecting other people but like in America it's very individualistic right and like Mm, you're kind of just like how is this affecting me you know right um, but yeah, in like a lot of ways, I, you know, my first language ju- was Japanese. Um, my parents didn't really want me to watch like, uh, American TV or anything until like a certain, um, what was that? Um, I think they just wanted me to like really be integrated into the culture, into the language, like without actually physically being there, like as much as possible. So my preschool was, um, Japanese and I went to Japanese school every Saturday and everything like that so oh wow yeah that's amazing that there, there were that type those type of resources like where you grew up yeah yes yeah. I mean I grew up in Newton um which is like a very very big town I don't know if you guys know it but it's right next to Boston so like the um there's like a lot like of diversity pre- and there's a lot of diversity there yeah so then when I moved out to um uh, I moved out in elementary school to Central Mass and like every single family in my new school was white I was just like, where am I? <laughs> like, Did you feel, uh, how old were you? Um, were you a teenager? I was, oh. I was in elementary school. So I think I was in like third or some, like, okay. did I you, forget. But. Did you, so I, what, I guess at that young age, did you feel like you were different ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, it's and so was funny that- how like your environment can like create that for you. Because like when I lived in Newton, I didn't feel that at all. But then in Hopedale, I was just like, I am so different. Like, everybody here is like cookie cutter, like Uggs, North Face, like, you know? And like, it was like this template that I just did not fit. Like, I would go to school, bring my bento box and like have like the things that my dad made for me for lunch. And people would be like, what is that? Like, you're so weird. Disgusting. You're eating seaweed. And I'd be like, (laughs) and you know, like when you're so impressionable, like at that age. So now I'm just like, hell yeah. Like wave my CV like a baton. Yeah. Like bitch, wait till you grow up. You're going to come to me. You're going to be down with this ramen right here. Yeah. Now it's, now sushi is like trendy. So, (laughs) right. So it's been always trendy for you. And, uh, I guess, I guess it was all, I guess that was the last day you, you came in with the bento box. Yeah, I that it was sucks. so sad when I like went up to my parents and I was like, "Can I PB and J like instead of my onigiris?" Uh, you know, yeah. and like of course they take it so personal because they've been trying to like mm-hmm. make it still that still exactly yeah. Right. yeah. So it it took a couple years. I mean, but now I'm very very proud. Do you have older siblings? Mm, I do. So I have four so older they, siblings. So they must have went through. the the same things you went through yeah yeah i think everybody felt it um and i think we all dealt with it in like kind of similar ways just kind of like blending in as much as possible you know and like yeah because like what else can you do in that situation well did they did they give you like advice and like you know one day this is gonna happen and (laughs) They were. I don't know if siblings do that. <laughs> they definitely. Well, I, they, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I have, like, so they I have look three out older brothers. Uh-huh. Um, they looked out for me to an extent, but uh-huh. they were very always like in their own little world. Yeah. My sister and I yeah. were always like best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so we would like kind of um, talk to each other about like the things that we were experiencing and stuff. But like, and that definitely helped a lot, Mm -hmm. like having someone who's like going through the same stuff as you. So how do you make that adjustment being, I guess, the token Asian girl? Um, it's so funny because I'm half, you know, so right. it's just like the fact that I was the most like diverse, diverse person. Did they, did they acknowledge like you? I'm actually curious. Did they acknowledge you as like, okay, you're half, you're, you're one of us No, I, or, or were you, you're something completely different? Something completely different. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's really interesting. Isn't that, I feel like so many Asians nowadays feel that way where even if you're full Asian, but you're Asian American, mm. you still don't quite fit in in America. Yeah, and you don't quite fit in anywhere else in the world. Yeah, so you com- you have this just this small community, but then Asians are pretty individualistic mm-hmm. as well in America, at mm-hmm. least. So that within itself, like we're all in our own island and we're all looking for some sort of community, and it does seem like it's changing now. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, Norman was at a protest. Uh, yesterday yeah yeah yeah. it was a um um a unity uh march um to fight against racism and uh, particularly what happened with that 89 year old lady in bensonhurst brooklyn insane Mm -hmm. right where they uh two men walked up to this chinese lady who is 89 years old smacked her in her face Someone's grandma, you know? This is someone's grandma. This is someone's mom. This is someone's friend, daughter, everything, right? And smacked her in her face for no reason. She didn't do anything. I mean, cameras caught it. She didn't oh, do really? anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. But it was it was like pretty like 1990s quality, you know, yeah. Little, yeah. grainy and a lot of noise in the footage and is not and the, and the and those cowards were wearing hoodies and what they did was they smacked her and then they put kerosene on her back and lit her on fire. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Right. And she didn't and, and uh, she didn't recognize she didn't really know until she felt I guess some burning sensation, some, some burning sensation yeah. on her back and her but, hair. Yeah, yeah luckily uh, so. she 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 was for 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 eighty nine years. She was pretty spry, from what I've read. She just like put her back to the, like a lamppost and then mm-hmm. started like wriggling around, ch- getting the fire, all, uh, you know, douse. You know, right. she did it all herself. She was alone. She she was there by herself. So right, and just seeing and reading that two, you know, young adults or adults, um, they just came up to her, uh, blindsided her, and attacked her, assaulted her, and then lit her on fire. That's crazy to me. And and you know what? It, In 2020. Yeah. And the frustrating thing about it is that the the police didn't elevate this to a hate crime. Right. It's just an assault. It's just an assault. The police yeah. said this is not a hate crime. Do we know they specifically targeted her because she's Asian? Or? Well, yeah. So that's one of the, um, the reasonings of... of because of that, they don't have evidence to, to state that it's a hate crime. Right, right. Yeah. But it as probably of, is. As of now, of as of now, because they don't have any suspects right. in, in custody yet. So. But I'll tell you what, if they did that to another race of color, mm-hmm. you think it would have been a, a hate crime? Um, I think it would be you think, strongly considered, yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's where I think a lot Especially of people... Especially with everything going on right now, yeah, with Black right. Lives Matter, if like right. a, if an old black woman was lit on fire, you know for a fact like what it's about. Yeah, It just blows my mind that even when Asians speak up, they they, they still try to silence Asians. And, and, and we got together um, <clears throat> and we were sitting down right across with Lex who helped uh, organize the, event, the protest yeah. along with China Mac, uh, Stephen Lee, uh, who is running for assemblyman, right um, in Queens. So and so, then uh, also Jin MC Jin came out to MC support Jin as came well. Out as well, yeah. So it, well, it was with several a, other people. It was shout a, out to everybody out. Yeah, th- that was out. out there. It was a great group effort. Like people came out. It, it, it we packed like half the park. Um, right, and then we marched all the way to sixty uh, second precinct, where mm-hmm. where that precinct is responsible on policing the neighborhood. You say you pack half the park, but not only were there Asians there, mm-hmm. there were also blacks there supporting. Yeah, it was a very diverse, diverse right? group of people. It was blacks, Latinos, um, Asian. Um, but the thing is, like, we need more Asian people out there. I mean, right, like, yeah. It was, it yeah when, I, when I say like it was packed half the park, we could have packed the the park, the, the park, right. the playground, everywhere. Right. Um, but when I say like it was probably like thirty percent like other ethnicities and you know 70% Asians mm-hmm. and which is that. great but hey dude come on 
you know this is this is something that's affecting all of us this is everyone's grandma they tried to burn an 89 year old lady like this is just it's just uh, you know this if this doesn't get you mad doesn't stir something up inside of you i I just not even if you're asian you're just a human being you're a decent human being and you're listening uh, or you read this story and you hear an 89 year old woman being assaulted by two young healthy men and then being lit on fire I don't care what I don't care if she was purple. I would be outraged. Yeah. The cowards. I mean to pick on someone who can't defend themselves like Yeah. That's That's like the epitome of like a, cowardice, you know, cowardice, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to classify that as anything else because either if it's it's it, you don't burn someone and smack an old lady if if you it doesn't derive from hate. Yeah. So I I just don't know how else you can classify this revenge. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, what do you? I mean, they they were carrying uh, carrying kerosene and a lighter. I mean, like you know, hey, this is premeditated. This is premeditated. Come on, they were out looking for someone to attack. Or if if it's not Asian, like an Asian specific person, I mean, they were premeditated. They knew that they were going to go out there on this day to do something to to hurt a person. I just don't so. understand how they haven't gotten caught yet. Yeah, that's I know. I mean, like that's the crazy part. There's a ten thousand dollar reward. You know, pay people. You know, be listening like. Look, they have them on camera. Yeah, they have them on camera. Even though it's blurry, I'm sure like people will notice them. Like, oh, this is the way this guy dresses, whatever, right. mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. And I'm sure they're from the neighborhood. I mean, yeah. I, like, there's no way that right you know, because it's not like they're gonna travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like across the borough just to. Practice. Well, I don't know that actually. It so, might I mean, happen actually. Do so, you think? Yeah, but I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure they might be. You know, most likely they're from the neighborhood. Yeah. I, I feel. Now, what was that vibe like at the protest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was it all love. I mean, because it was a peaceful march. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really peaceful. But, but, there, but then there were also some people um, protesting against the protest, right? So yeah, some people came up, which is crazy. Again, what? this is this is what I mean—the silencing of Asians. Yeah, yeah, that, that's I mean, exactly what I mean. Yeah, it's, I mean, you could elaborate further. Yeah, this yeah. this this happened in the beginning where um, <clears throat> the protest just started. And and just rallying everyone together. They see and, a bunch of Asians together. Yeah. And the, oh, Asians are being loud. What? Wait, 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 what? Yeah. The, and then you some the, guy, some, the nail some that guy, stands out needs guys, to get the hammer. Some guy comes up and and tries to silence like the you know Lex. You know, try to interrupt the protest. Try to get gives his give his two cents. Not really listening to you know what the protest wasn't is about. listening to the message. Yeah, mm-hmm. wasn't listening. He to just the heard message. noise. Yeah, he just heard noise and a bunch of Asians. Yeah, and he, and he said, said fuck them. And then he said like, yo, all lives matter. I'm like. Listen he said to, all lives matter I, I think I think I missed that part but I think that was what I read somewhere that's that's um, just dismissive like he doesn't yeah. you know he doesn't get it like yeah, he's yeah. just trying to yeah. take away yeah you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. just and and I think uh, one one of the things the audacity that, of yeah that. I think one of the things that he said I mean the guy who who interrupted the protest he said like what you're doing is being disruptive to the neighborhood and I'm I'm like look what's being disruptive is if is an 89 year old woman being being assaulted that's what's disruptive right, right? and so we have to speak out because, about because it, you, you know? live in that neighborhood yeah what about somebody came up to your mother your sister your They're grandma <laughs> your grandma i'll be out looking for them in my honda civic <laughs> you know <laughs> but you know what i mean like then then is that disruptive then you know what because i'm pretty sure you're gonna want to tear shit down yeah. if somebody attacks someone you love yeah yeah and you know i mean i mean honestly like hey what we did i mean at the park as a gathering as a rally as a march it wasn't it wasn't disruptive it was here we want to it was express peaceful. peaceful we want to express our you're bringing an awareness to the, the situation anger, right we right. want to express our anger in a, a very peaceful way right right so that's right. what the march was about it wasn't like we weren't disturbed honestly like besides that guy People on the street when we were marching, people were like pumping up their fists. People mm-hmm. in their cars honking, yeah. pumping up their fists. Supporting. They were supportive, of course, you know, yeah. supporting us. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I felt empowered just yeah. to see that. And you know, honestly, like when you watch the news, you see like people, you know, talk bad about these like protests in March, and you know about it being disruptive to you know everyday life. I mean, like, look, people are actually supporting it. Like what you're showing is not mm-hmm. it's not what people really believe in. Because when I saw that, I was like, "Wow, we're we're blocking the road, right? We're blocking." But mm-hmm. they they didn't they didn't care. Mm-hmm. He said, "Let these well, let also these people, they, of course they're they're not or they probably do care. They just don't want to get <laughs> fucked up because there's like one yeah, of them in the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's like one of them and like yeah. you know 
like thousands of you. So they're, uh, I, you know, they're not going to want any of that smoke. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't. I, I got caught in traffic at the one of the first when when the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. um, protests first began. I got caught on the West Side, and I was one of the first cars that got, you know, the 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 crossings. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, and I just saw thousands of people roll by right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, some people got out the car. I was like, "Yeah, honking, like, yeah, yeah." Yeah. But at the same time, other people, I looked across. The they were just, "Oh, what the hell?" <laughs> yeah. You know, sour face. Yeah, and sure. Maybe they had to be in a hurry somewhere. I get it. It sucks to be in traffic, especially in New York. Um, but that person, as soon as a, a, a few of the protesters got closer, they were had the, the friendliest smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Support you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Man. it's a crazy time. I I I mean, it's nice that that we're all getting together, uh, and I mean, I'm I'm always down for that for the right reasons and Absolutely. and it being peaceful. But at the same time, it's so shitty why we got together. Yeah, and like that's the thing is that I feel like so many people are focusing on the looting and the rioting, but mm-hmm. they're not understanding like this has been like hundreds of years of systemic racism that has combusted at this point right and of course like people are going to lash out the way that they're going to like how can you anybody who like looks at the society and is like oh there's no like black people are not at a disadvantage like they're lying to themselves like who's working at Dwayne reed look at everybody who's working there is african-american like anybody who's working like very minimum wage jobs Mm -hmm. like they're all african-american in the right, city right. it's like how can you not even like you see it every single day you, you know? see it all all over the place and then you look at you look at uh who's who occupies most of those uh, jails right yeah and it's uh, and a lot of it's for petty crime right yeah and like selling marijuana which I mean, they should not be in j- okay continue that's a whole nother <laughs> argument there that's a whole nother <laughs> argument and i it's just it it blows my mind that it's even debatable that they're saying this that we're all on equal plane and that um it's ridiculous to say that only this matters and that matters like hold on i mean you're talking all that crap you know what i I wish just for like they had this well just for a second like if if they like had the ghost of christmas whatever come in and just or one of those movies where they switch Mm. So they could really understand. Absolutely. Because you know? I think that's what it takes is like literally walking a mile in somebody else's shoes. That's it. Just to like feel that empathy. That's you it. Know? Mm-hmm. And like that's the issue that is like the individualism of America is that like people are only concerned about themselves and what affects them, you know? And then if it's like, and I've seen it for myself, like those people who really mm-hmm. are only concerned about themselves. Right. Um, the problem is they, they, they have a, a mentality uh, where they feel like there's not enough to go around so it's either me or you mm-hmm. and i rather they're, they're acting like food's gonna run out there's a finite amount mm-hmm. and they're all grabbing onto it so they so there's like this piece of america mm-hmm. or this piece is mine here this piece of freedom mm-hmm. you can't enjoy either all oh, this this power i can't share this power there's right. not enough power to go around right i need to have it all i need to gobble it all and I'm going, dude, there's so much opportunity out there. Are you insane? Yeah. Like, what are you looking at? Like, what are you trying to completely control? Like, it's, if anything, it's, it'll enhance your power. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I think shared power in certain ways will enhance it. Absolutely. Because then I mean, you could be more collaborative. You can reach more people. Mm-hmm. You will learn more. You'll become stronger because of that. Or you just create competition. And it's like, it's like when I was a kid playing basketball, they were going, if, I remember somebody came up to me because I used to always play with the scrubs. Because, <laughs> you know, I was the underdogs. Okay, like, all right, underdogs, right? Yeah. Underdogs, yeah. Okay. No, like the, the guys <laughs> that, that, that just... They have some skill, No, right? they're scrubs, come on. All right. Like <laughs> that, that weren't good. I mean, this is basketball talk, right? Yeah. And, you know, you know who's not that great. So I, I would stay on... And I was a kid myself, but I would stay on a court with the guys that weren't so good because I didn't want to get bumped in, in, in street ball in New York City. If you lose... You're going to wait like 20 nexus. There goes your day. You're going to yeah. be like trying to hop on any team, right? And if you get hopped on a bad team, then it's like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. So you play on a, you know, and then um, this old timer came up to me like, man, boy, you got skills, boy. 
He goes, but you ain't gonna get nowhere always playing with these with these kids right here. I mean, <laughs> every day I watch you come in, you just hand these these young boys up, and they're just nothing. I mean, you need to. And I was like twelve years old, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you can actually play with the big big folks over there. And uh, as soon as I started rolling with them, I started. I mean, I was easily the worst one, mm-hmm. uh, but I got better. Mm-hmm. I got better. The next summer I came back, I was dominating. Yeah, I was on a court where they came. Yo, yo, will you playing with anyone? I got you. So it's it's. I think it's. I think it works in the same dynamic where now you're learning from each other because mm-hmm. you're sharing experiences or you're competing with one another. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, and and you develop new allies. You know, with, with that has this different perspective mm-hmm. instead of like what you were saying earlier. Everyone's cookie cutter. It's North Face and Uggs. Yeah, you know that's their wardrobe. But if they expand, you know, there's there's other brands out there that are pretty dope. Yeah, I think everyone just feels very safe in their own bubble, though. You know, yeah, that's like the. But those issue. those usually those people, I guess, when you say bubble, those people won't grow. You know, they, yeah, exactly. You know, they'll stay in their zone. But you know, ultimately, would that you know would, would that be beneficial for them? You know, mm. um, I I see, I see it different. I mean, I mean, me and Will, we grew up in a very diverse neighborhood. You know, uh, with Chinese, with different Asians, with like Latinos and Blacks and Italians, yeah. Jews, Indians. You know, it's it's it was all over. It's a complete melting pot. Uh, however, however, diversity at that time for an uh, Asian kid in that neighborhood was terrible mm-hmm. it's extremely dangerous mm. extremely dangerous because asians were targeted asians were always getting mugged mm-hmm. by by their own people too mm-hmm. uh, oh my god yeah by their own people what? and and by everybody else so it, it was it was a rough time to be asian i mean i was i remember i was getting fighting if i didn't get in a fight i thought it was weird yeah just, just going out to the basketball court not even starting trouble i was a quiet kid and uh just just playing basketball yo I like your shoes. Oh man, that's and I'm so like, well, scary. you can't have them, and yeah, it's yeah. really scary because some of these are grown ass men, and yeah. you're a kid, or, or or like just older teenagers. And when you're a kid, there's a big difference between a 13 year old's body and a like a 17 year old kid or 15 yeah. year old even. Yeah, you know, there's a big difference in strength and and uh, physical maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you it didn't matter to them. You just had to you had to learn how to uh, navigate through that at, yeah. at that time. But now, and I guess we were talking about this before the podcast, it's like, you know, it's tough growing up in a neighborhood where you're the minority, where yeah. you're the token anything. Yeah. Right? Totally. It, it's it's a, such a major challenge. And I don't know, are there any benefits to that? Like, for, I mean, other than no one else looks like you, you're pretty exclusive. Maybe to the, to the guys. Maybe in a love life kind of thing, like all the guys might be. Hmm, no, I like Asian because girls. honestly, at my school, like I would have to date outside because, um, which I didn't really do much of anyways in high school. But um, everybody was into like blonde girls, blonde girls, blue eyes, like that sort of like that was the epitome of like what is considered pretty. Um, so I actually like I was kind of insecure a lot of the time during high school because like if that was the standard of what's pretty, then like what the heck am I, you know? But mm. like I was always like you know making friends out of town and like meeting other people so i like tried to like broaden my horizons like that when did it all start turning around um probably when i went to college like because i went to school here in new york city and mary met manhattan and i went for theater and being asian in musical theater it was honestly like kind of a, a like a leg up almost because people wanted that diversity like um in a lot of ways at least like in the program that i was in um like you would definitely be pigeonholed in a lot of ways but also it kind of worked my benefit um a lot of the time so yeah is it because um you know new york is is super diverse Mm. versus you know where you grew up is yeah it was was like a breath of fresh air i was like thank god i'm here finally because like Mm. not only is it more diverse but people don't have like those stereotypes of just like or just like the microaggressions of like Mm. "Uh uh-huh you're asian so you're gonna do this like of course you're smart because you're you know just like just like all that bullshit like you kind of just like don't have to deal with as much um 
uh, which is just a breath of fresh air. Like you can mm-hmm. just, I can just be a normal person and go yeah, on about my yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not just like the Asian girl. Like I'm also like everyone's got to put you a in a neat being. little silo. Yeah, oh, exactly. You, you look like this, therefore you are. I know exactly who you are. You like rice. You like this. You like yeah, that. Yeah. And there you go. That's you. How about you? Oh yeah, you're just like yeah. It's just weird. Like when I go when I go anywhere outside of New York City, and as soon as I open my mouth. Yeah. And they hear the way I speak and mm. the way I guess I carry myself, or just the energy that I have. Mm-hmm. They're all blown away. Like, Probably you're so not from confused. Here? Like, hey there, right. what, what, what the gosh darn is? What's going on with this guy right here? We we we, we gotta we gotta learn more about this one right here. Were you adopted? <laughs> we adopted. Good. You know, it's just bizarre. Like, I used to live down in Florida, and it was just oh um, Florida. It took, it took them a mm. while to warm up to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did it was awesome but when we where we went to school let me tell you I love Buffalo I mean we talked about this before but this was a crazy you want to know rate you want to know microaggression mm. we will go into and it's probably still like that now but we would go to a restaurant in Buffalo any and if any any listeners or, or viewers uh, right now if you're Asian or if, even if you're not if you go to Buffalo Look at where the Asians are. If, if there are any Asians in a restaurant with you, well, it's COVID now, but in the future. <laughs> um, and and I'll tell you what, we would go in. They it would take us. It would take them longer to seat us. Really, that's one. Two, when they did finally seat us, hmm. and it, it, it took. Now I finally found out why it took them longer to seat us. It wasn't because they were just trying to be you know uh, dismissive of of us Mm. they actually did their job and sat us but they sat us away from the white people so they were creating serious yes so they're creating this is buffalo new york buffalo new york this is and any asian that went to buffalo new york that actually went outside and eat i'm never going to buffalo any type of so it wasn't like they were going i hate you you chinkity chink or something yeah you know it wasn't like that but you can feel it's just that like the energy. passive aggression. Oh, that oh that stare. That one stare. Mm-hmm. You look like like you're a dirty animal. Yeah. Right. Like, they're like, what are, what are you doing? In like my, you're a sad. Yeah, it's almost like people are suspicious my, of you because yeah, yeah. you're like foreign. Like, like you're some like, type of like yeah. like motherfucker. I'm American. Like yeah. you know, what, are you, what are you doing? But so they, we they would sit us down and r- roll all the tables around us would be empty, mm-hmm. and then it's a packed restaurant, empty, and then everybody else. That is over there. so insane. Asians, this side, it was so wow. bizarre. Or um, we were at an art gallery, and, and I don't think I was there. And Wait. then um, I wasn't with you. I was with uh, I think Phil. Okay. And uh, so we're in an art gallery, and it's like one of those art gallery happy hours. We're drinking, we're looking at art, and I, I, I see this um, these white people come in. And and it was all good. We didn't care. We're like, hey, what's up? I was there with my white friend and Phil and a couple of other people. And then I hear them going, "Hey, uh, let's get out of here." And and they said it in a normal voice, not like whispering. Let's get out of here. And he's like, "Why? We just got here." The white friend, the white friend goes, "There's so many Asians here." I was just like, "The fuck?" Well, it, it, like full voice, like full a, voice, normal like, voice, full normal voice. voice. He wasn't trying to shout or be, yeah, uh, you know flamboyant or anything or but he also or didn't bother funny. to like whisper it or he just, just not he, say he it he just at said all. it like i don't give a fuck it's yeah which means that it's normal it's normalized it's normal to yeah him. normal to him he was like yeah. they're just they're wow. just he was like why do you want to leave we just got here he goes there's just so many asians here just like that just uh, like that yeah. there's just so many agents so here. Many. and i looked out i was like man i will drop kick him right <laughs> now man i will do a, a flying dragon bruce lee kick like back what? fist what and is, like you know all of this like at the end of the day because we do feel this and we like do experience like it i mean it's nothing compared to like what black people face like here i feel like i mean not that it's a competition whatsoever but like that's why I'm just like I feel like more Asian people need to like talk about this and like mm-hmm. right. you know really they, stand up for the Black Lives Matter movement because I've heard like and I have so many Asian friends who have just been like radio silent mm. when it comes to this and I'm like yep. but they're hmm. not just radio silent about Black Lives they're really they're radio silent about anything yeah any I bet you those same friends don't really stand up for anything they just they just want to stay in their safe space. Mm. You know, I, I mean, because I have friends like that. Yeah. And if you're if you're going to fight, now is the time 
to speak up. And when we say fight, you're not physically going out there right. hitting people. I'm, what I'm saying is, what we're saying is, speak up or mm-hmm. support the ones that are speaking up. Yeah. Share something. Because right. we're, we're, voices be heard. We're in a digital age. Mm-hmm. You can share something. Mm-hmm. you know with other people so just people bring awareness been, to it that's exactly, fighting that's exactly. fighting no one's telling you you don't have to go out to a rally now if you if you're concerned about covid or you got that anxiety totally get that totally get that but at least on social media just bring awareness to that group yeah. you know or, or to an injustice that's going a lot on. of people have been like criticized for like just doing that but i'm like if if you're gonna do anything, at least take that one step forward, right. and that one step can become like another thing. Right. So I feel like there was like a lot of shaming going along on Instagram and just mm-hmm. like any like social media platform. Right. Yeah. Like people were like, "Oh, you're only posting this. You're only doing this on your Insta story. It's only gonna last 24 hours." Mm-hmm. But it's also raising so much awareness. And if right. that like inspires other people, you can't shame people into action, but you can like inspire them by showing them like information and right. Right. So like even if you're not physically at those marches mm-hmm. because you're worried about COVID and stuff mm-hmm. like that like you can donate you can do all of this you can educate exactly. yourself well said, there's so yeah. much to do you know that's such a great perspective and I think you're 100% accurate on that I mean Nora yesterday was your first my first march your first march yeah that was your and, first yeah and cool. you told me something when I asked you like hey how did you feel about it and you said something that was profound to me mm. where you felt empowered yeah. you felt like you were doing the right thing yeah, yeah. And, and it just it just made you feel alive, mm-hmm. right? And this yeah. was your first one, so you really didn't know what to expect going into it. Yeah, yeah. But when you did go, and it was a peaceful march. It wasn't like you guys were lighting shit on fire or, or attacking <laughs> police no, officers. Man. Nothing, nothing like that, right, man. Right. You guys like weren't, oh, and police officers were right there. Imagine Norm is just like on top of a car. Like, with a <laughs> I would probably do that. He's seen me like go crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen it. Uh, but but yeah, I, I mean, if you want to dig a little deeper on that. Yeah, I, I mean like just, just seeing, you know, the people that came out and just seeing you know, just bystanders, you know, throwing up their support, even though they weren't part of the march, they were supporting us and they, they were like honking and they were, you know, chanting with us. And that empowered me. And, and I, I knew that what I was doing is the right thing to do. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's there's no wrong way to like, to say like, hey, I'm not, I'm, I'm supporting, I'm trying to bring awareness to this uh, assault that happened in my neighborhood. Right. Why? You know. Why would anyone say right. something this bad happened about that in the neighborhood you live yeah. in? Yeah. So of course you, you you had to go out and represent. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. This is my hood. So obviously, like your hood, your people. Yeah, my people. But but the thing is, like this could have happened to any person or any ethnicity. Doesn't matter. Um, you would have been out there. It's just specifically because hey, look, right now our voices need be, need to be heard. Right. So like a lot of times, like. A lot of the older generation and, and, and a lot of Asians in general, they just don't want to bring trouble into their, you know, household, their lives. Right, right. But hey, this grandma, you know, she, she, she said, you know, she said like, you know, she didn't tell her, her family until the next day. I know. That's crazy, right? right? And I'm like, you know, these things have to be reported. They have to be told and they have to be like, look, expressed in, in a positive way. So like, you know, if, if we're angry, I'm angry. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to tear shit up yet. Right. But if you you continue to like ignore what's happening, all these abuses, all these assaults against Asians, mm-hmm. then shit's gonna pop off, and you don't want that. You, I mean, the police they don't want that. You know, right. just in general, the city right. doesn't want that. Right. Right. So take care of your. You know, take care of it now. Right. Right. That's why I mean, we're that's, out there. That's. I mean, that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. You know, you're a taxpaying citizen. Yeah in your neighborhood yeah and then they're going to allow a crime like that to happen without any resolution mm-hmm. or ongoing effort they yeah. just said oh they happened we can't figure anything out and that's it well and, the thing- it and there and that's where that's i can understand a community being outraged by that right in terms of effort it's it's sort of like hey like this is happening to the asian community okay maybe we can sweep this under the rug but mm-hmm. we're not gonna allow you to do so because right. we're gonna raise our voices and we're gonna and we're gonna make ourselves heard right through through these through this, through this valley they, because they got comfortable yeah being dismissive yeah of us yeah because in a lot of their eyes <clears throat> the Asian life and I hate to say this but these are facts in a lot of their eyes an Asian life is worth less mm-hmm. 
mm. is worth less. Just and and I can give you several perfect examples, but I'll just give one that points out: if a crime is done to an Asian male, right, or Asian female in this matter, they either dismiss the crime like as this now, where they don't look for the criminals, or if they do find them, they they get like what one two years? They get a slap on the wrist. Yeah, they get a slap on the wrist for the same crime done to a white person. Forget it. That that you'll be done. You'll be crucified. Yeah. You got the same. We're not on the same playing field. You are in denial. Yeah, you need to get out your little bubble. I yep. mean, the amount of debates, debates, just pointless conversations that I've had with people over like them not accepting that white privilege is a thing is like I've had so many over quarantine. And as soon as like the Black Lives Matter movement happened, they were just like white privilege isn't a thing because my life is so hard in this way and I'm like Mm -hmm. and I understand that I understand that and like I'm not saying that you've had an easy life but also the reason that your life has been hard is not because of the color of your skin it's like not that's not a factor in the equation Mm -hmm. you know Um, whereas you could have other things like playing against you of course but like your skin color is not I mean people like that are out of touch Mm-hmm. You know, they're looking at everything from up here. So mm-hmm. their problems are different. They're dealing with people up here. First you know, world problems. First world problems. <laughs> you know, I have friends like that. And when I hear them complain about their problems and they're acting like it's a life and death issue, I'm looking at them like, yo, that's a layup problem. You, you want to trade? I, <laughs> I'll trade that problem it's right like now I, with my I, problems. It's Let's like, go. It's like I, I'm required to wear a mask. You know, like, yeah. And that's a problem. Oh, yeah. my God. The mask issue just needs to stop. <laughs> like people just need to wear their masks. There, and yo, did this like crazy. Like, do you, you guys see, see this video where like some like some people go in uh, supermarkets and they, they start to throw this like tantrums and they just like start throwing yeah, their yeah, food yeah, on yeah. the They're floor. Food. I'm like, what? I mean, like if you're if you're so, if you're so against wearing a mask then leave. Go somewhere else. Mm. Like, why even cause this, like, huge issue? Did you guys, um, so you heard about, like, McDonald's and, like, all those places. They're, they have the rule not to serve. Um, right. Mm, they're yeah. requiring. Yeah, masks. Walmart. Uh, yeah, Walmart. And McDonald's. then I think uh, my boyfriend was like, oh, how long is it going to take for someone to shoot up, like, a restaurant over that? And literally Ooh. the next day they did. What? Like, a woman literally shot up McDonald's Where? for because they Where wouldn't like I'm not sure exactly but mm. I don't know the details I what should have a probably. psychopath yeah like she went into her car like after she was turned away went into her car grabbed her gun and like shot up the place and I think only people were injured like nobody was killed but still like it's just crazy that's just boggles my mind like, yeah the the level of <laughs> The level I, of I, I laugh just because not, it's just not, so insane. Like, like it's it's stupid. When you say stupidity, I'm thinking like this is like it's so inconvenient for you to not wear a mask, so you bring a gun and shoot it up, and now the inconvenience now is that you're gonna be like taken to jail. So that's more of an inconvenience than what's what it scary was is that these people have kids. Like some mm, people, like yeah. they, like you, they made more of you. Like yeah. you know, you just you yeah. procreate. Yeah, you're, you're making more copies of that. <laughs> no, thank you. I know we were talking about you know how you know marching affected me, like empowerment. But you know, you went on uh, several marches, right? Yeah. That, how um, did you? I went to a, a big Connecticut one, um, which is awesome because actually I bumped into like. Um, a classmate there and she was like one of the big organizers of the whole thing and she's actually um on she's a councilwoman like for the town so um she like made a speech and like she was also an actor before so her her speech was bomb like it was just like she utilized all those vocal cords all her her diaphragm her name name is trinae mcgee McGee. yeah and she is just like incredible um and yeah i like made uh, a couple signs and like we were handing out water and stuff and like that was the first one that i went to and then i've been on a couple biking ones too Mm -hmm. so what did you feel like and those were your first marches um no i've always done like um you know environmental marches and like women's rights marches and like when the black lives matter movement was happening initially a few years ago i like marched for that too so yeah do you do you think it'll get better? I do. Women's I, rights, God, equality. I, so. I keep watching like Handmaid's Tale, and I'm like, what if we just go the opposite oh, direction? That's so scary. And like now we like have this like TV show as a model of like 
What's a what TV it show called? Be. It's, it's called Handmaid's Tale. Is, is that on um, Netflix? Or? It's on Hulu. On Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Yeah. It's like intense. It's this dystopian society and mm. like. Where we go um, backwards. Where we basically go backwards and it's like very um, like just religious mm-hmm. and all these women like they can't have babies anymore and only like a select group can so they're basically made into these like slaves like these like the, baby so, making slaves so the powerful take you know take this specific group of women who can procreate mm-hmm. and take them and then make them hand handmaidens to the rich so the rich are oh, procreating man. with these group, group of women. And they have this like mating ceremony. I don't want to give it away since you haven't watched okay. it, but it's absolutely insane. How where many everybody participates. Like even the wife who is not having sex is there. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And this, does this say like a hundred years or like, is this like 2021? It's so scary. It's so <laughs> like, scary. What, what's the setting of it? Is it, it 2021 or is it like It's only like a few years a into near, the future, It's a near right? future. Like near future, yeah. yeah. All right, so because it's not like they have like insane technology there. Because the way things are going now, I, I had this exact argument with uh, a couple of my friends, and they go, "Will I don't think their argument to me is it's not going to get better." Really, they think all of this is going to make everything go backwards. It, <sighs> I really hope not. And, and, like, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to stay like. You know, they would never come on a it. podcast. Yo, I, 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 I disagree with that. that type, but you know why I disagree? I disagreed with that, with that too. Yeah, but uh, I'll give you my two cents of why I disagree with that. Because if they're saying what they're saying and that and what they really believe mm-hmm. is that that uh, all these things that are happening, the protests and everything, has no benefit or won't progress anything. Not that it has no benefits. They didn't okay. say that when I speak. When what, I was what speaking is, to them, they okay. they they love it. They they, they okay. stand for it. They're eye to eye with mm-hmm. us on this. They get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, they think that it's only going to if we go to war with them. Like you're, like everyone's in. Because mm-hmm. I know Trump supporters, and they're so afraid of going on camera. We had a couple of people on a podcast mm-hmm. told us they're Trump supporters, major Trump supporters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our previous guests, yeah, yeah. See, see that reaction right there? You I'm see like, that reaction? Who? That's what I'm t- no, I was. No, some people will take that reaction. They'll take. I've been surrounded by a lot that. of Trump supporters lately, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, you have a unique ex- like, yeah, perspective yeah, on yeah. that. But continue with your. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's what I'm saying, though. Like now, you can't you can't believe in this. I mean, yes, even though I disagree with you that you you believe that you know you this person should be supported. I sh- I as the American way, I shouldn't attack you for it. Mm. I shouldn't attack you for you, but you should have your freedom. I could disagree with you. We could we could get in a debate respectfully, but right. I sh- that shouldn't, you know what I mean? That shouldn't make me assault you. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. and nothing should ever come to a or, physical altercation. Or dismiss you, or, but, but that's what it's coming to, and people are becoming more vocal, more aggressive about this, more than ever than I've ever seen. Well, I think it's also because people are just like belittling the fact that like, I mean, human rights shouldn't be political, right? That's that's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. And like the fact that it is and it's coming to that is just like, no, I just want to be equal to you. Like that shouldn't be up for debate. That shouldn't be like, oh, we're just like sitting in our suits and we're like discussing my life over like, you know. A fancy dinner. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What was your point? Yeah, so my point was like, you know, what... Everything that your 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 friends have said, the funny thing is like everything that we we're going through right now, it's happened before historically. Civil rights movement, it's happened. Devi- divisiveness, uh, presidents were were divisive back then too, you know. Even even when the formation of of the, the you know the formation of uh, the right. United States of America, yeah. very divisive. So what I'm saying is like we've been through this before, and we're gonna still continue and progress. You know, I don't think. We might take a few steps back, but it's not going to change the fact that we're going to move forward, right? We're going to have we're going to have those people who who always cause that division, but we're going to have more people who would push, you know, the the path, the right path for the people, right? So you believe that we're going to get it's going to get better. Yeah, we're going to get what we sort of want. Yeah, right? it's going to be. They're gonna, they're gonna give us something enough to settle us down until the next until the next division until the next division what if it's not enough that's what i'm saying mm. and what if it creates and what, what, what is is 
it's so hard to put this eloquently, but I'm 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 concerned that it can go the other way. We're thinking we're solving something, and because we create we created a whole nother monster, mm-hmm. thinking we. Oh solved yeah, something. that's very possible. No, it's very possible. That's that's the concern. I mean, it, it's it's sort of like that catch twenty two. If you defund the police, then. You take away the that's, that's you know that's that's what I'm saying yeah. because there's, I, there's a reaction to every thank action, you that's you know, a, so. I, yeah I'm I'm I get this I'm down I mean I'm with a lot of these ideas but the I ideology is there like I totally back it yeah. like it's there like for example defunding police right right that's that's one thing that uh, I totally disagree with I, I if anything look because I believe police officers should be paid more. they get paid 42,000 we, we, we had a friend who's a police officer yeah they get paid uh, forty two thousand dollars yeah it's That's not insane. like they're like millionaires like they you they, know you, you don't want to give them jobs for certain situations um you're saying you could pass that on to someone else well that may work in a nice neighborhood mm. but in an aggressive high crime neighborhood I don't know would you want to be the person that gets that phone call and go, hey, someone's having an argument and, uh, you, you know, I need you to go over there and talk to them and uh, try to make right. sure everything's okay. Right. What if it escalates into something? Right. And you're a woman, right? And maybe it's two big muscular men. Right. And they're going at it and, they, and they're having an argument. Mm-hmm. And now you're, what are you supposed to do? Use your mind to stop them? Are you mm-hmm. Professor X, Jean Grey? Like, <laughs> what, what are you supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Things and... I'm not saying all situations are like that, but the police needs to be there as an insurance. Yeah. And like, I understand like in an ideal society, we would have so many like other resources that we could pull from um, to like mediate these situations. Um, But like the immediate consequences are just so dire of defunding the police that I... I don't know. It's it's scary to think of what our society will be in that in between stage. You know, it'll be complete chaos. Yeah, and and something worse will emerge mm. that will police that neighborhood. I've just been like Norm and I were talking about this earlier. How police are kind of like turning a blind eye to so much crime going on even now, just because with everything going on, like in my like neighborhood you, in yeah, Jackson Heights, like there was a guy who was just like throwing around glass bottles and like there are literally two policemen right there and they just ignored him like he was like violently like throwing and just like like anybody could have gotten hit if i'm a police officer and i'm going is it, I'm, i might go is it worth the risk right now right you know people especially are gonna, in the like what's happening right now where you're not right. even going to be appreciated for what you're doing right you know yin and yang you're gonna have some bad apples yeah and you need the police to make some of these people think twice yeah you need that and if you say defund the police then who's going to watch? Who, who's supposed to, you know, you, what? You're going to create a, 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 a local militia? Because that's not that's going to be worse. People new to power, new power <laughs> is, so much is worse. not good. They don't know. They're going to get drunk off their own shit. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna, you're going to get a whole new set of problems. Though. Well, that's the thing, though, is that, like, you can't just defund the police. You have to it's put the Wild that, West. You have to put that money into other yeah. things that will help the these situations yeah. Yeah. yeah and like it, yeah it's gonna take a lot of work i've i've um so i have some sources on my end um so the people who are you know when we're seeing like the increase in crime rate and everything like that it's it's not really anything new like the police know who the bad apples are they know the gangs they know the 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 players who are causing these robberies and stuff like that they already know oh yeah they're- it's just that what I when I was these speaking people to May, probably have priors. Yeah, so when I'm speaking to May, I'm, and I'm saying like they're probably just looking the other way. They're 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 not focused on this because of you know okay you wanted to fund the you know you wanted to fund the police okay well see we don't what have happens, to, we don't like, want, yeah we see what happens we, this is uh, we won't focus on the things that really matter to you guys you know to the neighbor, to your community they'll just do enough yeah, exactly there's no yeah. above and beyond because they they know the mm. they they know who the criminals are. It's the same people who are causing. It's the same actors. Same actors. So, so they can just go after them, and then and that's it. I mean, with the whole thing with like um, getting rid of the anti-crime, you know, task force. Mm-hmm. You know, do the people really want that? You know, I the communities really want that. It's funny because when they when they got rid of the anti-crime task force, the community came out and said, well, "Why why do you disband this? You know, this this group of you know officers because they were actually helping the community and reducing crime." So it's right. so weird to me, man. I don't, I don't know who's at the top, who's, who's like 
you know, saying like, oh, get rid of these, these departments. And you see these, like, and all of a sudden you see this rise in crime. Mm-hmm. It's like, was this on purpose? You know? And there has to be something else in play that we're, we're just not seeing yet. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to see it when they, when they allow us, but it's, it's a seeker right now. We just don't really know what's it, up. You know, the police have the analytics. They have the, they have all that, all the data. There, there's something up, man. So. It's something's just not right. It's just, right. Why would you ignore crime? Why would you, that? You know what I mean? Like, what, what's up with that? Why would you make it more difficult for the police? Mm-hmm. Right? Where, where you're almost encouraging worse policing at a time where people are complaining about it the most. Mm. Why would you? There's the angle. You know? They want to... They, they, they I don't know the answer sure, to that. They want to make... They wanna, but I'm curious. The way I see it is like they, they want the community to say, like, we want the police back. We want to give... You know, we're okay. Now we're okay with... Giving the police, they want us they to need. come back begging and pleading. I think that's what they want. Uh, want, want the communities to do. I think there's something bigger. I think that's. I think there's something. And I think I don't think you're wrong, mm-hmm. right? Because who doesn't love? And I told you so. You know, who doesn't love that that feeling? I told you so, right? But I think you know when you're dealing at that level of politics, it's always something to do with money and power. They're, they're playing chess. Yeah, 3D chess for that matter. Well, that's because they have all the information. We don't. We have not a, just regular chess. <laughs> not just regular chess. All right, virtual you, reality, <laughs> 3D floating chess. You know, 3D floating chess. <laughs> it's like right. different levels here. Yeah. That's a, let's move into some lighter topics. Yeah, this has been heavy. I've been yeah, sinking into my chair. I'm like, yeah. we're fresh off, uh, you know, the protest yesterday, and this is all this like a like a I guess a, a sore open wound that we're yeah. just trying yeah, to recover from. Yeah, of course. Yeah, everything's I mean, still new to me. You know, so. so let's talk about dating, huh? Oh yeah. yeah! Can we talk about that? Yeah. How, how did All that right. work during quarantine, me? Because you were bouncing me? from different places, and then um, it was tricky, especially when I was um. So we actually did an Airbnb situation in uh, Newport for like uh, a week or so, and we saw each other that way. And then after that, we were just like, oh yeah, we're gonna see each other every week or something like that, every weekend, mm-hmm. whatever. And then my parents just like dropped the bomb, like. May, if you leave one more time, you can't come back here. <gasps> like, because I, I had only left once to go to Newport, right? He picked me up and like everything like that. And they were just like, yeah, like you're going to become a risk to us if you keep going back and forth. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I understand that. Yeah, I get it. And I'm just like, but that means I like have to go back to New York where it's like literal infestation right. of Corona. So I was just like, okay, so I'll stay home. But then that meant like not seeing him for like five weeks. And we were just like losing our minds. And on top of it, my mom was getting stricter and stricter with like the rules that I was talking to you about before. And uh, I was like, and we just had like a little bit of a blowout, a little baby one. (laughs) We're fine now. (laughs) We're fine now. But like we're on speaking terms. We're totally on speaking terms. Like she sends me pictures of her garden. We're fine. Um, And, uh, yeah, so I stayed with his family, um, in Connecticut and, uh, it was interesting. It was, yeah. I mean, his family is like so nice. Um, but they, like his mom is a Trump supporter, like very, uh, you Awkward. know, <laughs> very intensely. So, and like loud and proud, like has, you know, the, the rhetoric always floating around the house, mm-hmm. like, um. Like she has those like speakers that like it's not like a dialogue, it's just a monologue of them like talking about like the stuff in there, like sort of um I, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, they're just basically like talking to a vacuum without anybody to like debate them or anything. So like it an was echo chamber. Yeah. And it was just constantly playing throughout the house. And so for a month and a half and I was like I was kind of like no music. Just they're, trying bring, just, they're trying to bring. They're trying to bring. music. There is a lot this of music. Is Fox News. But like, no music. But like, one of us. One of us. But like, I was just like, oh man, like I, I'm getting like brainwashed here. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah. Um, so then I, I was just like, okay, I, I need to go back to New York, and like everything was calming down a little bit. And honestly, like my boyfriend and I, we were just like together all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, how could you not fight? You know, if yeah. you're like constantly like in this like like one house we're constantly seeing each other every single day no space neither of us are working because he's a musician right and it, yeah it, we got into some big tiffs but you we, and your boyfriend yeah but we worked it out we're totally mm-hmm. we're on really really great um, come out stronger mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah. he's sending yeah. you pictures of his garden <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. what <laughs> 
but it's so funny because I was talking to so I'm in a relationship obviously but I was talking to my friends about like what is going on with like quarantine dating and whatnot and um, it's still a thing like it's oh, weird yeah, yeah. but it's a thing and people are using like hinge and tinder and everything like that how does that work quarantine dating so with your friend I guess obviously using my one friend as an example she was in Massachusetts at the time and she was talking to this guy who um, was in New York and they were just like snapchatting back and forth for like two months and so they had like gotten to like what a tease I know (laughs) but they had like gotten to know each other like pretty well right Mm -hmm. and so then they finally met up and like she was really in she wasn't into it initially Uh and then but then she got into it and then it kind of fizzled out but still it happened wait so they met up wearing masks like how did it oh, how did it work I mean no I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no they gotta get like yeah uh, humans are humans yeah right? I, I know I get it once yeah, yeah I mean Where's I feel say, like the since they both knew like they yeah. had both been quarantining got it yeah, yeah okay yeah. like they both had been like very strict about it mm-hmm. and whatnot and then once she went back to New York um, I think they just like met up almost immediately and mm-hmm. like because there was nobody else. Like, I don't know if you guys have experienced it, but like all, a lot of my friends um, went back to their home states. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of um, the folks that we work with in entertainment. Yeah. They went back to their home states or uh, they they took a, a um, hiatus. Uh, if they were from New York. Yeah. They left. They either left to upstate New York or they left to Florida or yeah, different different parts of the state. And yeah. now, or and they now. just left the country. Yeah, <laughs> so. they're just like we're going to Antarctica now. <laughs> Here, here's yeah. what I'm seeing in the dating scene, right? Um, I go out here and there, right? I'm not actually I, I walk by because everything's outdoors now. So you, you know, obviously, you don't have to walk in an establishment yeah. to see if it's popping. Yeah. You can just literally do a, a you know, a, dr- a bike by or a drive by, right? And you also have to plan it like strategically. You can't just like go to a bar. You can't like, you have to make reservations. You have to make a set of plans. And like, right. I feel like a lot of things are less spontaneous. And that's almost like a better thing, right? right. Because like, you can't get too drunk at bars. Like, I mean, the trains shut down at midnight, you mm-hmm. know? So it's almost creating like a different culture of dating, I feel right. like, you right. know? But it's like, I feel like it's better. You like it better? Yeah, I kind of like it more. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. more attention to detail. Yeah. More effort put into it. Yeah, I feel like it's just like you have these set plans. It's not like, oh, I'm with my friends. You happen to be. We happen to bump into each other. It's like, no, we're going to do this. It just seems more like, like precarious, you know?